whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we, we are here are to rant and rave. rave. Still, every time we do it, I think that was perfect. We <laughs> nailed it. And every time I edit, I go, we could not be. It's like we were raised in two different barns and then decided to scream through the window sings at each other. Also, did you notice my lazy title last week? I was so tired, y'all. I don't like, find it lazy. I find it hilarious. I just named the episode last week Lots of Singing. But why, though? Like, nothing about our show. Let me make you feel better. I okay. noticed we both seem to kind of be whispering like we used to a do way back when. Yeah. Um, you have a child uh, trying to go trying to, sleep to sleep at this point. And uh, Alan already texted me and said, just a reminder, it's evening now, so you don't need to be as loud. <laughs> We're both going to get in trouble. Why? Wait. While we're telling secrets, yes, Dan Tipton just walked behind me, so I have to be careful because okay. you guys, this he doesn't listen to this. That's the only reason I, I feel safe saying it. Okay. Oh, he's in the kitchen right there. Yesterday, when we started to record, and I had to stop, I was yeah. late to pick up Lucy. Lucy was mm-hmm. at the groomers, and I got pulled over by a cop. Oh no. Right but she was fast. 55 and 35, but she was real nice and let me go. <laughs> I love that he's walking by like, <laughs> is he looking at you? Yes. Is he watching? <laughs> fucking creepy. He's staring at me. <laughs> Does he realize that you can see him? Hi, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he just waved at you. Yeah, I'm dead. Uh, this me? is Alan's. Oh, he didn't hear me, and he never will. <laughs> oh my God. This is Alan's exact text. Remember, <laughs> it's late. So keep the shriek laughs to a dull scream. <gasps> shriek oh my laughs. God. Is he, he there? Me say it. I'm not even talking loud. And I just heard him in the background elsewhere in our apartment go, that's right. You know what the title just of this episode is? Surveillance our hus- in my own home. Well, that's very nice because I was going to title it episode 174. Our husbands are creeps. <laughs> Because that's happening. Oh, he left. And saying, just let us live. Just let us be who we are. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
I just got a text and I got scared. I thought it was him. <laughs> Who, Alan, saying I can hear you too? Probably have a tin can with string hooked up to your back porch. <laughs> Doing Morse oh code God. with Ollie or something. Oh my God. He and Ollie are going to get ready to go into battle. Okay. <sighs> okay. We're actually doing a show here. Jessica. We are. You guys, you would never know it. I am, as usual, I have to do my daily keep my display open so it doesn't time out every 30 seconds. So now we're back. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know what? We don't need to delay in telling you how to get a hold of us. We love all the messages that we can get from you guys. So... For once, I'll tell you at the top of the show, before we start talking about anything, if you would like to reach out, follow, give a suggestion, send a message, do so at the Rants and Raves podcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. You can go to our YouTube channel at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can subscribe. We have shorts. We have full length videos of our show. You can always send an email to the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, you can go to our website, hit the contact button, www.theransomnavespodcast.com. I feel like I was just talking in a slow motion filter. You're so funny. You sound so professional when you do it. I can't do that. That's why it's always up to you because my mouth trips over itself. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I ever told you I was briefly, and by brief, I mean one summer, I was a DJ on my college radio station. I had a show with my dear friend, uh, Jonathan Yukich, who is a working playwright in New York City. He and I had a radio was show that... from midnight till 6 a.m. Oh, my God. Was that not something you wanted to pursue? Because you have an amazing voice. You're very sweet. Um, you know what? I always wanted to work in radio, and I don't know why I didn't pursue it. I'm serious. Because yeah. I'm a big radio listener. I listen to a lot of NPR and I listen to a lot of talk radio. I yeah. loved on my morning commute. I would listen to morning shows and I'd always be like, God, I'd like to be, you know, like Kevin and Bean or something like that. Like a show yeah, that yeah. I listened to on K-Rock for years. I have a girlfriend I went to college with. Her name is Dawn. And she was a local, when we were in college, she was a local mm-hmm. DJ. And years and years, she just went up. She was the head of the morning show, all that. Amazing. And now- she moved to Indianapolis. She was on a popular show there, and she just recently, she's getting ready to start her own show. That's so cool. I know. She's always doing <clears> something <throat> fun, man. They go on paranormal uh, investigations, oh, which if, you, yeah, which you, you, you know, your husband and I are already, that's in the works. I know. And you, the next time you're, did you say she's back in Missouri? She's in Indianapolis. Oh, Indianapolis now. Sorry. I was going to say, you should say, can I come along for a paranormal investigation? I know. I would love it, but that's all right. I'll have to wait for Alan. (laughs) I know. Alan (laughs) can't wait. He's like, "Uh, did you want to go with Dana and I? I'm like, absolutely not. I'm like, you guys have fun? You find your ghost? That's Dan Tipton. That's Mm -hmm. Dan Tipton, too. Yeah. No interest. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, how was your week? I love it. Fine. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't think anything to see. This is how I am lately. I'm like, I don't remember a darn thing I did. And I, I really mean that. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I know is that neither one of us have been able to sleep this week. Uh, yes, we have both been sending We've each other messages at like two in the morning. <laughs> well, you know what I found too? I'm serious that I feel like I'm sleeping harder than I normally do. And mm. then when I'm waking up, I feel like a train has hit me and I'm like, like why it's am harder I so to tired? wake up. Where legit, it's taking me a full hour. I mean, a full hour, like standing up, getting out of bed an hour later, finally feeling somewhat awake. Mm. And that's annoying. Uh, can I make a suggestion? Yes. I'd love for you to go to the doctor and see about kid doing a sleep study. Okay. Off my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry about it. <laughs> you walked into it. You walked into it, but I, I kept I it did, real I subtle. Did. You didn't see it coming, oh did you? Because I was so positive. I, I was like, "Can I ask His... you something? He may make a suggestion." Your spidey sense kicked up because I am going to the doctor tomorrow to get <gasps> my blood work so that we can talk about it at my appointment next week. So there you go. I am TMI. You. You're going to get a text from Alan for that one. You just screamed TMI so loud you woke up your neighbors. <laughs> and you know what? My new neighbors are sweet, so I don't want to piss them off. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't well, have anything to report this week. Except that by the time this episode comes out your first episode of your show will be out let's talk about That's that true. that is Thank very you. exciting thanks jessica yeah my yes. my children's show now listen this podcast is certainly not made for children we've already had no. a red flag on youtube um, mm-hmm. but kind of i feel cool <laughs> i kind of feel cool about it i'm like we got red right? flags a little bit like back <laughs> in the day when they did the parental advisory warning Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, this is completely the opposite. Zinnia's Garden <laughs> is a children's show that our friend Candace Brown and I created together. Um, she was inspired by my plant journey. You all know mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with my plants. Um, she was inspired to create it using me as Zinnia Bloom. It's very Sesame Street meets Mr. Rogers meets plants. It's all about teaching kids about kindness and taking care of our planet and curiosity and nurturing and all of those sorts of things. Just a real good feel, feel good family entertainment kind of thing. So every Saturday we'll put out some new content. We're putting out shorts and stuff leading up to earth day is our premiere. I love that. Thank you. And that was very serendipitous. If you saw the spasm I just had, a moth keeps flying around. And I'm just trying to pretend like it's not there. But it literally flew right up me face in between my glasses. Nature. And uh, there we go. We we, we see you. You know what? (laughs) I'll be honest. I'll tell this story and then we'll move into our rants. Um, sure. I this week was out. I was getting very overwhelmed with some things going on in my life. And I finally mm-hmm. just threw my hands up and went, you know what? It's spring. I've got plant work to do. I repotted like 12 plants. Oh, mm. my God. It was like meditation. I just my blood pressure, I could tell, even came down. I just felt so yes. good about it. And then now I love seeing my little planties so happy in their new pots. And, you totally. know, it's springtime. So they're just like, yay. 
Um, so anyway, you know, uh, I don't know if I've talked about how my plant journey helped me with grieving my mom because I Mm -hmm. lost my mama right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so everything about her loss was very weird. We never got to grieve her properly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really hard for us to process her loss during a worldwide upheaval. Right. Um, and so, um, my, I, I, my plants rescued me. They really did. And they've made me feel close to her because she loved plants, but she killed mm-hmm. everything. We always, all of us have killed everything. <laughs> she would have like a shamrock is real hardy. So we had a shamrock mm-hmm. the whole time I was growing up, the same one. She never right. moved it and it just would die and come back and die and come back. <laughs> and we would laugh about how we could not keep any plants alive. And Mm -hmm. when I lost her, I decided I was going to keep some plants alive uh, Mm -hmm. to feel that connection with her. And now, of course, you guys, you know, I'm crazy. I have over 200. I mean, I'm living a jungle, (laughs) but I love it. I love it. (laughs) But I love it. It just brings me peace and happiness. And so anyway, thanks for asking. I love that. That's very special. Yes. I always picture whenever you talk about that, about your mom and gardening, I picture that awesome picture you have of her where she's holding that, like the American gothic shovel. I know, right? She was out there. She was out there uh, trying to get some bulbs going for spring. And she had her little hat, her little gardening hat on. Yeah, so cute. But boy, she just murdered murdered every plant she ever had. You know what? You inspired me when you put up your pictures of your beautiful plants. I was like, I've been meaning to go get more soil. I have a cactus that's kind of rotting. I'm like, I got to repot it. And little tip, at least from the lady at the nursery, I go, you know, I just bought cactus and succulent soil because I'm going to repot some stuff. But what should I do? I have a monstera that has stayed alive, is totally healthy, but just is not getting bigger. It's just stayed at the same size for like a year no joke Mm -hmm. and she said oh use that cactus oil you just got i'm like what she goes oh yeah she goes i do that for all my house plants it really also cuts down on the whatever those little gnats are that form in house plants Mm -hmm. so i was like great now i'm still staring at the poor thing right now i haven't transplanted it yet my i have to repot my two monsteras they are Mm, yours are huge they're huge yeah but my they got knocked over one of them and so they're very unhappy and Uh, i'm just like i gotta i'm gonna refresh their soil so a lot of my plants are now coming mm -hmm. up on two and three years old and so it's yeah so it's time to (laughs) thank you so it's time to refresh the soil because i want good nutrients Mm -hmm. in their soil and it's a good time of year in spring this is when they're really going to grow so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Love it. But if, but please, if you have kids, if you have grandkids, if you know people who have yes. kids, please, please push me on them. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, we will be putting up uh, when that episode airs, which is on Earth Day. And you can follow along on social media. Yeah. At Zinnia's you can find Garden, us yes. At, uh, on Instagram. Oh, no. You know how people know. 
because it's not available. I feel sorry for our children coming up that have to find social media handles because there's so many people that when the internet and Instagram and all that started, they took handles. So like Zinnia's gone, Zinnia Bloom, Zinnia's Garden, all the Zinnia's mm. are gone. So if you want to find us on Instagram, we're at Ask Zinnia. And you can find us that way on YouTube as well. Great. All the socials. Zinnia. I love it. Thanks, Jessica. Mm, Thank you. It's what we all need Um, now. (laughs) It's it's really a bright ray of light. I would say it's probably the one of the only times that I've watched something of myself and not seen Dana, where I've watched it and just loved it and not critiqued her body or Uh, her hair or how she's sitting or how she said uh something. She's just beautiful to me. She's just a ray of sunshine. Yeah, I just love it. I love it. As are you, my friend. It's perfect. Oh, thanks, Jess. I appreciate that. Yes. Should we stop this love fest and get on into our rants? No, I feel bad, but at least this isn't something. I mean, you know what? I shouldn't say that. You're the one who's always like, some of these, most of these aren't important. Well, I think this is important, and I'd be angry about this too. So take it away. All right. All right. You want me to go first? Am I up first? I think you are, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, get ready for Dana's face to go crazy because this is your husband's fault, by the way. (laughs) I was just living my life, having a good time over here in my jungle. I just fed my kid, you know. Maybe he was down. I don't remember the time of day because I was put, I was thrown into so much shock. That I don't remember the time of day that I received this message. <laughs> I go on my Instagram where I go there and TikTok for happiness. I have curated my feed to uh-huh. be some of the news I need to know so I'm not an ignorant maniac. Right. Uh, but mostly happies, right? I go into mm-hmm. my messages. I'm like, Alan, great. Must be something medieval, something to do with foraging. Uh, Vikings or Norse mythology, something, right? (laughs) No. I open that up. It's a human hand like this splayed so it can look at how cute my nails are. Well, let me tell you what was on that woman's nails. Full-blown lava lamps. About three (laughs) inches long. The tip of each finger. Unacceptable. (laughs) And then... To make it even worse, just to put a log in my eye, he says, rant or rave? (laughs) To quote a wise woman I know, excuse me? Absolute rant. Hell no. You know, you all know I keep my nails. Look at that. If you're watching on video, they're nubby nubs. Nubby nubs. You want me to tell you why? I cannot handle whatever gets underneath them. I can't handle it on other people. I can't. All I think about when I see long nails is how dirty it is under there. I can't deal with it. Don't you dare put working lava lamps on the end of your fingers. How are you going to wipe your poo-poos? I said, somebody's going to get an unwanted butt plug up there and then come out with nasty brown lava lamps. What in the world are you thinking? Not. I always think about how if my nails are even like an eighth 
of an inch past my fingertip. I managed to scratch myself or jam them, split them. Break. I, I can't deal. I've never wanted nails, long ones. Let alone a full-blown working lava lamp. And they glow what? in the dark. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, you wouldn't see it because they're going to fall up inside your butthole and be so dirty you won't be able to see them glowing. I'm sorry, it's inappropriate to talk this way, but it has to be said. This stuff is out there. This stuff exists in the world. This was on social media. It has to be addressed. There are so many gross nail arts that I see with objects and things added to it that are Uh, absolutely Charms, charms, charms on the end of things. I'm you that is nothing but a way station for nasties. They're like, I can't wait to live here. Can't wait. We're gonna go all over. We're gonna touch things. She's gonna eat. We're gonna get to see her pores. No. It's unacceptable. <laughs> I don't know why you're not more upset. <laughs> yes. It's because I hate all long nails. I'm telling you, I do stare at people's nails constantly where I'm like, how do you even just have your plain nails that are long, let alone these ridiculous ones? I know they look cool. Like, especially, you know, everybody started doing the claws, look the cool. sharp, the claws. I'm I, like, I get the it. It's a vibe. nail. I hate it. I yeah, hate it. I, I do too. And I feel bad because we have friends that do it. But well, all I, I can don't think, feel bad. all I. All I think I'll is tell them. dirty. Ooh, dirty. You don't know yes. what's up there. And let me be not safe for work again one more time. I'm sorry. I'm, we're all grown adults. Uh, oh my God. Our, Sarah, Sarah, if your daughters are listening, please plug their ears. <laughs> I'm going to say this out loud, okay? I, because I said it needs to be addressed. If you have ever seen porn, oh. those women. Especially lesbian porn. Those women have nails this long, and they be going all up inside each other. What's coming out? Because those are just shovels. What is coming? I'm sorry. It has to be said. Some because these people are not thinking about that. They're like, look, I'm so cute. No, they're they're shovels. And whatever you're sticking your fingers in, you're shoveling up what's in there. I don't know how anybody can watch it and not be disgusted. What? Have I surprised you? Yes. Your husband sent it to me. I am dying right now. Should I edit that? We're all grown adults. You can't tell me that everybody hasn't somewhere in their life had some jerk of a guy friend. Maybe it's just because we came up in comedy. But I've been shown so much porn that you wouldn't believe it. Trust me, I, I've I've seen my share. Okay. Then I don't, you know, I don't what know I mean. why I'm qualifying that, quantifying that. What is the word even? I don't know, but I'm not the one who came up with digit shovels, okay? So I'm not in the wrong here. <laughs> Digit travel. It's disgusting. Thank you for finally getting on my page. Yeah. Rant. Oh, <laughs> should I edit that? I know. 
Dan Tipton just yelled, did you shut up? What is he saying? What's he saying? Oh, you're getting a text. You're getting a text. And you oh, know what? This is, how, this is how I want you to respond. I'm sorry, but th- this scream laugh was because of you. It's your fault. Dana said so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a, my Such a gentleman. God. I said he, I said to myself, but probably out loud, I was so upset. He knows this is not a rave. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even, be. even if you're, if, it doesn't even have to be lesbian porn. It could be hands and a penis uh-huh. up and down. Ooh, knives. Knives. What are you doing letting 10 little knives near your penis? <laughs> we got to move on. <laughs> Like, really? <laughs> really? Can I? <laughs> you guys, this is what this, this is what happens when we record in the evening instead of the daytime before the day has taken the best of us. And no composure. No filter. None. <laughs> I made Absolutely myself. None. I made myself blush. <laughs> Hilarious. She literally is as rosy as Lady Elaine right now. <laughs> From Fred Rogers' neighborhood. She was terrible. Me too. Me too. Me too. I know. And that god awful hair. That, that's like, it seems like somebody tried to style it and then they cut it too short. And it was like, well, we got to yes. go. We're live. And. And they just started you, rolling and then it was too late. She was in the pilot. Call, so they couldn't change. They it. had to keep her. And I call that thrift store baby doll hair. Do you know what oh I mean God, when I say my... that? Yes. From all the kids I had... who decided to play hairdresser with their dolls. <laughs> or tried to curl it and melted it. Someone we know may have done that. Tried to oh cut it. <laughs> like, yes. Do you remember those heads that they had that had yarn come out? It was like Barbie. And you like had this crank and it would like the yarn. It would grow? Like this. No. Yeah. Well, I guess did what? Have... There's only so much yarn, so I used that shit oh. up the first night I got it. My no, like, and I oh. bet. <laughs> but I bet they paid a fortune for it in those times. Yeah, there was no refills for it. It's like, oh well. <laughs> what a demoralizing present for a child. I'm and the you, only thing you got thing. back, and the only thing you got for it was, well, then you'll learn how to sparingly use the stuff we get you won't you like that was Uh, the lesson (laughs) that also happened with my cabbage patch i said i need more diapers for scott that was my doll's name scott cute and um i did send off to have him renamed with babyland general because i didn't like the name he came with are you joking no, my two favorite names for boys when I got my cabbage patch were Scott and Nicholas. So his name was Scott Nicholas. What did he come name? What was his given name? What was Carl? Carl. Well, well. Okay, I'll let you off the hook. Yeah, we. I had Stacy, but my sister had Tris Tristan, which I thought was oh. such a cool name. Well, that but was I like a hip, different name. Tr- I went to my mom different. and I'm like. I need more diapers. She's like, for what? I'm like, for Scott. 
She's like, I- I'm sorry. She's Wait, like, I bought you. What did she have to clarify, though? Like, you just wanted them for yourself. <laughs> She's like, for what? Please just use the potty, Jessica. <laughs> she had bought me a huge thing of them. She's like, I don't understand. I bought you a huge package of them. I said, well, he's gone through them. And she said, well, he's a doll. So you're going to have to change him like once a day and just pretend. He's gone through them. She's not wrong. <laughs> I was changing wrong. him like 12 times a day and throwing out diapers that, as we all know, were not exactly uh, dirty. Yeah. Because it was a doll. And I knew it was a doll, but I was still trying to be real. You were trying to be a good mother, and I applaud you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know what, Dana? Hmm. Only a good mother would have gotten this for her daughter in the 80s. Are you ready for Oh, no, I that? know what's coming. I know what's coming. Okay. Get in shape, girl. You're so appealing. From Hasbro. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if you caught the part of what it comes with because in the commercial, they make it look fun. And like, you're going to be like Mary Lou Retton using your gymnastics ribbon to just swirl around like you're a drum major or something. Yeah. It was a workout. Workout. Kit under the guise yes. of a Hasbro cool toy for young girls called get in shape girl and it said in the song it will make you appealing yes did you notice those lyrics with, oh yes you're so appealing <laughs> it comes with weighted bracelets yep yep like i warmers, remember all that. that shit i oh my god oh, i lived in fear that my mother was going to get me that because I've told you before, like uh, there were times I got, I got like weight loss pills and lotions and stuff for my birthday from some family members. So I was like, please don't get me that. Please don't get me that. Please. Cause I knew it would open a conversation of you mm-hmm. need to work out cause you're fat. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I was the recipient just to make you feel better of mm. deal a meal. I received that in the mail. I did not order no. it for myself. Uh-huh. From a family Rich- member? Richard Simmons deal and mail? Uh-huh. Yeah. From a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Hey, guys. Get don't get your kids. Shape, girl! Hulk smash girl! Like, yeah. Well, okay. that's why... You and I have talked about this offline so many times about how this younger generation of women, they're so, uh, they're so lucky. Like they all buy the same bikini and go to the beach together and they're all different sizes, all different body types. They don't care. They celebrate each other. Uh That is not the world that we grew up in. Uh, Not even kind of. And as a matter of fact, most of the time I opted to not be in any bathing suit. 
Oh, for sure. I told you, we've both talked about for years and years and years, decades yeah. I didn't swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we faced, and it was because we were given weight loss things for holidays. We were given toys that were meant to make us appealing because women have to be pretty and acceptable and wear tutus. Uh, why didn't, uh, where was the doctor's lab coat? Where was that toy? Okay. Where was the toy telling me I could be an astronaut? Granted, I I use the term I as a general label because everyone knows I'm not smart enough to be an astronaut, but some of you might have been. (laughs) You know what I mean? But nowadays, it's like Barbie has the line of professional women, like toys are different now, but that was targeted. How old were we? I want to say it was targeted to girls between like six and 11. Yeah, maybe yes. older. We yeah, were like ten or eleven when it came out. Yes, and that's who the mm-hmm. target demographic was already implanting tweens. in our minds tweens. that we were not acceptable as our bodies were, and we needed to work on it because it's fun, and we will be appealing. Mm-hmm. That was the message being sent to us because yes. our bodies, as they were, were not acceptable. Totally. Also, yeah. what I think is crazy is um, I'm all about. Uh, kids, of course, need extra. Every human being has to move their body and do something, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But there were no toys for young boys that was like, get in shape, dude, right? No, no. There was lift some weights, man. Lift some weights. You'll be lift cool. Some weights, man. Everybody will hang out with you. Let's pump some iron. It comes Drink some with, protein. It comes with tube socks and some shorts, man. Get yourself a gold chain and be it. You're it. Like, there was none of that. No. Here's a hammer, guys. Get to work and be a man. No. <laughs> nope. Well. There's a lot of toys. I mean, ooh, we could unpack so much. We had play kitchens. We had play uh-huh. kitchens by the time we were two so we could learn how to do dishes and cook. Easy bake oven? I mean. <laughs> and the and thing is, all you, of that. I had one of those, and I also used I it all up in the first night. Amazing. I made, like, all uh-huh. four of those devil's food cakes, okay? But all of those things were targeted to girls. It was not uh, like nowadays yes. some of those types of things exist, but it's gender has no For relevance anyone, in course, that. Exactly. Yes. But then it was targeted to girls because they were grooming yes. us to be good wives. Yes. And submissive silence. <laughs> okay. And like the kitchen would always be in pink and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. That really gets my goat i mean it i it damaged us we have scar tissue from those kinds of things for sure yes yeah and i'm just i agree i'm glad that it's not as prevalent these days and also that i think young women these days are just not accepting it yes no you're They're just like we celebrate who we are Mm -hmm. we're fine with it and if you're not then don't look (laughs) but whereas we were told Hide your arms, hide your belly, stay inside. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't wear shorts. You have fat ankles. I can literally see the bones in my ankles. Well, 
can you though? Yes, I can knock on them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh boy, That's so crazy. You know what? I really feel like we could use a cleansing breath. <laughs> I need another one. I just did one. You just did one naturally. Your body was like, I can't take anymore. I really did. You gave yourself a cleansing breath, and I turned myself into Lady Elaine Fairchild with embarrassment because of things that I said out my mouth. Oh, my God. I love that okay. you remember her last name. Yeah, for sure. So good. <laughs> so good. Because I watched Mr. Rogers religiously. I loved it. And I, my parents my parents were very young, and they made fun of him, and I would cry. But my mom was 19 when she had me and my dad in his early 20s. It totally makes sense why they would make fun of it. But I would cry. <laughs> anyway, this, this is a staple of our show, okay? We do. We get out all the angsty. We complain. We laugh. We giggle. Dana mostly says inappropriate things. Jessica laughs. Then Alan texts her. That's kind of the way things work around here. <laughs> But we get all, we get all of that out. We take a deep breath in, blow out all of the all of the stress <laughs> and whatever just happened, and mm-hmm. then we use the rest of the time on the show to fill up with goodness, happy stories, mm-hmm. giggles, and things we want to rave about and showcase uh, charities, good news organizations, all that kind of stuff. So if you can scream mm-hmm. it out, I always recommend it. I wish someone would write to us and say, "One day, Dana." I did scream it out. And you're right. It felt great. <laughs> if you can do I it. welcome If it. not, I know. If not, please just take a second to breathe with us. I swear to God, you're going to feel yes. better afterwards. Okay? You will. So take a, yes, you will. Take a deep breath in. Jessica, you better close your eyes. We found out last week Jessica's an open eye breather and kisser. It's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have to start over. <laughs> okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a deep breath in. And. <sighs> no. No. Jessica. I closed my eyes. I opened one eye and Jessica was one eye staring at me. You're a creep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Can't even try to deny it. <laughs> you crack me up. Okay, well, we're going to go on into corners. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'm up first for corners. I have a what the what. Um, I'm very excited about this. I didn't read this one because I had read the one that you're doing, your corner. And so I wanted one of these to be kind of surprising for me. Um, yes. And also the title of this really got me excited. So I wanted it to be, <laughs> let's, let's discover it together, you guys. Okay. <laughs> this is from the Business Insider. How academic and business of you. <laughs> <laughs> from businessinsider.com. Uh, this was written by Catherine. Tangalakis Lippert and Marianne Guano. Archaeologists discovered a 17th century Polish vampire with a sickle across its neck meant to prevent a return from the dead. Right up my alley. Here we go. 
The skeletal remains of what may have been a female vampire were found in a 17th century Polish graveyard with a sickle across its neck to prevent the woman from rising from the dead. Professor no. Darius Polinski from Nicholas Copernicus. Copernicus. That was the hardest word, Dana. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> Professor Darius Polinski from Nicholas Copernicus University headed up the archaeological dig that led to the discovery of the skeleton. The, quote, this is a quote. The sickle was not laid flat but placed on the neck in such a way that if the deceased had tried to get up, most likely the head would have been cut off or injured. The remains <sighs> discovered, that's crazy, the remains discovered in the village of Pien near Ostromenko, Poland, appeared to be of a young woman buried in the 17th century, according to a press release seen by Insider. Traces of silk, of a silk cap on her head suggested she was from a higher social status. Such a discovery, especially here in Poland, is astonishing, especially now, centuries later. Pure astonishment. A triangular padlock was placed around the big toe. Oh, this is fascinating. <clears throat> a triangular padlock was placed around the big toe on her left foot, an indicator that the people who buried the woman were concerned that she may rise from the grave, perhaps because they thought she was a vampire. The remains which were discovered in August are being further investigated by scientists. Researchers from the Institute of Archaeology at the University Archaeology at the University of Krakow will study DNA from the skeleton to learn more about the woman. Because now, from DNA, they can make a model of her. They can tell you what she looks like, what, how, what color her skin is, what color her eyes are, what color her hair was. It's so super crazy. I watch all of these videos on YouTube because I'm a maniac, and they That's reconstruct insane. from DNA. It's fascinating. Um, Vampire burial rituals that evolved over time. The practice of vampire burials spanned Christian Europe from as early as the 14th century all the way to the 17th century. That's my, wow. that's my area. Those are the centuries I enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, Matteo Barini, principal lecturer of the Forensic Anthropology Department at the Liverpool John Moore University, told Insider, Outbreaks of vampires were often associated with times when people were dying from causes that could not be explained with the science of the time, like a pandemic or a mass poisoning. That's terrifying. People are getting sick and dying, and you're like, I hope nobody thinks I'm a vampire. Okay. <clears throat> These vampires start to hunt and kill family members first, then the neighbors, and then all the other village. This is the classical pattern of a disease that is contagious. They thought they were it was vampires. Barini discovered the remains of a woman in Venice who died in the 16th century, which he showed through careful scientific examination was a vampire burial site. The remains were found in a mass grave filled with victims of the plague. This body had a stone placed carefully in its mouth. The belief at the time was that people could become noxious. I, I don't know. I think it's a German or Polish word. Vampires that chewed through their shrouds and rose from the dead to bite the living and spread the plague around. Oh, so not only were they dead and vampires, but they were just spreading the plague for funsies. <laughs> later on, later on, as the lore evolved, people believed that vampires were rising from the dead and strangling people in the night. Not, not biting them? Why would they be like, I'm going to wake up and go strangle some folks? 
Barini said this may be a way to explain the chest pain caused by the leading cause of death in Europe at the time, tuberculosis. Hmm. It's only in Victorian times that vampires were said to bite the neck and suck the blood. That's weird. I did not know that. Did you? No. That was a Victorian thing. Victorian times that vampires were said to bite the neck and suck the blood. A trope that was used then in books. Then what did they do th- before then? They just rose from the dead and went to, what did I just say? Strangle people and give them the plague. That's not as scary to me. It should be, but it doesn't seem like it would be. No. I mean, there's nothing cute about being strangled by a Seems more zombie-ish, no? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. The idea of sucking your blood is terrifying. Yes. So Victorian times that vampires were said to bite the neck, a trope that was used in books at the time as sort of a metaphor of sex? Tell me how. I don't understand that. Although I do know when you watch vampire movies, every time they get hungry or Dracula gets nearby, it gets very sexual and you're always like, why? Yes. It's something from Victorian times. It was a metaphor of sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess in Victorian times, they wouldn't talk about sex openly. Mm -hmm. So they created vampires. (laughs) (laughs) Barini said more research is needed to confirm that this was the burial of someone suspected to be a vampire. There were many superstitions surrounding death in Europe at the time, and not all of them had to do with vampires. Bodies have been found locked into their final resting place, nailed to the bottom of their graves with stones weighing down their feet or with thorns of roses on their graves. These were all ways to keep the body from rising up that didn't necessarily have to do with vampirism, he said. The sickle could mean something completely different. Different. For instance, a 2015 paper looking at remains buried in Poland with sickles around various parts of the body reviewed cases in which historians suggested that the tools used in agriculture could just be a sign of social status. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Bodies that were clearly thought at risk of being vampires have been found with stakes through their heart, beheaded, burned, or stones in their mouth. I don't think I've ever heard the stone in the mouth. Have you? No. Mm Mm-mm. The fact that the feet were locked in the graves is something well known, not necessarily for vampires, but for all the situations in which we had the fear that the person was coming back. I feel like that's not something we worry about so much these days. Okay. Like when someone we love passes, we're just like, oh my God, they're gone and we grieve and stuff. But can you imagine back then, like you're so sad because you lost a loved one or a friend or whatever, and then you go, oh my God, what if they wake up tonight and come strangle me? terrible (laughs) did you ever see the serpent and the rainbow of course many many times at the time when that came out the daylights out of me i sneak watched it because my my christian mama was not about to let me watch we were forbade to watch anything that was it was scary uh huh, and it was it was scary at the time voodoo yeah and it was a tribe somewhere uh, yeah, it was. Real, who was the main? The who's the main actor Bill in that? Pullman, I think it's somebody like that. Yeah. Oh, I do like a Bill Pullman. I might have to revisit that movie, Jessica. Absolutely not. Well, you know who will probably watch it with you, Alan. Hmm. I'm gonna go tomorrow. I'm trying to. Um, just... Our friend, you know, our friend Thomas. He's my scary movie buddy. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to go either see the Evil Rise, Evil Dead Rise, you or creeps. the Pope. There's two good scaries out right now. The Pope. Yeah. Oh, why don't and you Evil guys Dead do a Rise. double feature and scare the crap out of each other? Because uh, not me, sister. 
Oh, I can't wait. No can do. I like it probably because it makes me feel alive. And most of the time I feel dead inside. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've always liked, I've always liked scary things. It's always interested me since I was a kid. Not me. I know it's weird. But I would do this. I was that kid who was too scared, but was watching through like. That's hilarious. Also, it's always about the noise. Like, I'm telling you, if it was silent, I probably wouldn't be scared. It's the music. It's the sound effects. It's the silence sometimes. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, if I'm watching a scary movie by myself late at night and it's a Mm. real scary part, I will watch it first with the volume very low. And then I will go back and watch it again. I'll rewind a few seconds so that it's not as terrifying. Not always, but sometimes. (laughs) Like if Dan Tipton's working out of town for the night or has an overnight or something, I'm like, Uh I got to keep my wits about me because it's just me and the kid right now. So I'll do that. scary? (laughs) Absolutely not. Like the way I feel about farts is how he feels about scaries. I mean... Now that you say it, what's happening? Did you want me to see you you scratching? I was just going to keep talking. I seriously feel so delirious. I was just getting ready to say people are going to think we're drunk. We're just not. It's just 10 o'clock at night. That's all. You're up next. Man. <laughs> I am so sorry. Okay. Uh, Real quick, just hold on. Before we move Mm -hmm. on, did you want to explain to me why you wanted me to see you scratching? (laughs) No, I didn't want you to see it. I just was like, kept going off camera because I couldn't reach. I was trying to do it with this pen and I was trying to be inconspicuous. (laughs) And it just didn't work. (laughs) You were trying to be inconspicuous. I seriously almost just peed in my pants. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Lord have mercy. This okay. is gonna be difficult. My mouth. This is gonna be a difficult episode to edit. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Okay. Let's uh I'm gonna try to focus here. Uh this is an excuse me corner. This was sent to us. From a listener. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Just caught my hand. I caught my phone with one hand. I swear to God, we're not drunk, you guys. Oh, my God. We are just seriously, like, slap happy. Yes. Um, This was sent to us uh, by a listener. Woman spent 500 days alone with no knowledge of what was going on in the world. I'm sure you're wondering how that could be and why. And when she did it. I I saw this. And it's mind-blowing. Okay. I'm going to shut up. Read it. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Thanks. That only took an hour to pull up this article (laughs) from the Washington Post. (laughs) Thank you, Victoria Bissett. Um, This is very recent. This just happened last week. A Spanish woman finally emerged from a cave Mm -hmm. following a solo challenge lasting more than 500 days. That's over a year. Over a year. <laughs> okay. A year and a half underground. Yeah. yeah. Beatrice Flamini left the surface to live 230 feet underground in November 2021. 
as part of a project that also gave scientists and psychologists the chance to investigate the impact of living alone underground for a long time, including the effect on her circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. With no human contact or internet access. Yeah. What? Yeah. And this, by the way, if you noticed the date, this is mid-pandemic. Uh-huh. Like, there was a yep. lot going on. Yeah. Yes. Flamini remained completely unaware of major news events, including Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, wow. I don't know what happened in the world. After returning to the surface in Granada in the south of Spain, she said. While Spanish media reported that Flamini's feet set a new world record for the amount of time spent underground, this could not immediately be confirmed. She was briefly forced to halt the challenge for eight days after about 300 days due to a technical issue, but stayed alone in a tent without human contact during that time. Flamini, who was 48 when she entered and is now 50, spent her days reading, writing, drawing, and knitting, and documenting her progress with two GoPro cameras. Ooh, were they filming her the whole time? Oy, I wouldn't want that. I would not want that. I bet she was filming herself. (laughs) Maybe. so that Because they don't want to watch her. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. A team delivered food and took away garbage without ever crossing paths with her, She explained that she stopped trying to count how long she had been in the cave after a certain amount of time. She spent most of her days in silence, speaking only when recording videos and experienced auditory hallucinations. Yeah, that's scary. It's not that time passes more quickly or slowly, she said. It's that time doesn't pass because it's always four in the morning. Uh, That would make Uh. me go mad. That's like being in solitary confinement with no light. No fresh air, no interaction. Well, even when you're in Vegas, if you're in Vegas for too long because they, you know, they keep the light the same, you can't tell what it, what time it is. And then you're like, oh my God, it's four in the morning. I thought it was 2 p.m. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So it says she thought that only about 160 or 170 days had passed and was surprised when the team came to find her at the end of the experiment. (laughs) I thought they came down to tell me I had to leave because something had happened on the outside. Despite the challenges, including an invasion of flies, no. Nope. Nope. She appeared to enjoy her experience. When asked by a journalist if she'd ever considered giving up, she replied no. In fact, I didn't want to leave. You don't miss human (sighs) interaction? Like, don't get me wrong. I will hidey hole in my house for weeks. But there comes a point (laughs) where, you know, I do this with you. That's connection. My husband, my son. I text with people. I call people, whatever. So even if I don't see anybody in a week, you know, I'm still connecting with other humans. I can't fathom what that would be. You're also at ground level. Yes. Thankfully. Yes. <laughs> it's just a crazy I mean, they did it for science. I'm curious to see what comes out of that study. I know. But I was when I was reading it, uh, I was like, Can you imagine like you go in, you're forty eight, you come out and you're what'd she say, fifty? Yeah. That's like that's weird. a chunk of your life. As it is with COVID, I feel like we were robbed 
of a chunk mm-hmm. of our lives. Mm-hmm. But just then, which I guess it was during the same time. But to do it alone, imagine going through the fear of COVID alone. No. I also no. know how long when the pandemic started that a week felt. Felt, So yeah. I cannot imagine even one week of being in complete solitary. And darkness besides false light. Darkness. It's different if you're like, you know what? I'm going to go on a trip by myself. But again, you're alone, but you're out. You're walking in nature. or you're And you know you're going back to whatever. your regular. And you yes. know you're going back to your regular life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. Good, good for her. In the name of science, I guess, huh? Right. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going to take us on into our raves. Are you ready? Oh, shoot. Yes. Before we before we move into raves, because um, we oh, made yes. this out, outline before mm-hmm. this happened, uh, we have a corrections corner. <laughs> what are you laughing at? We do. I know. Let's hear it. So one of our listeners told me that the Japanese beetles that we have out here, like probably what I, well, I was saying, you it's hard to tell the difference between Japanese mm-hmm. beetles and June bugs. And I said, maybe they're the same thing. Because we called them June bugs in Springfield back in Missouri because mm-hmm. that's when they came, was in June. However, our listener sent me photos and some screenshots of articles. June bugs are apparently way, way bigger and they can, they're usually brown. They mm-hmm. can be shiny and green, but they're usually brown. So yes. I'm correcting myself there. Anyway, I wanted to make that clear before we moved on. There is a Thank distinction you. between them. There and this listener is. would know because this listener has animals and stuff and from East Coast and stuff. So they know. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying this listener. It's Danielle. I mean, I don't, <laughs> nobody's going to go stalking her because I named her. <laughs> I'm going to find a Danielle on the East Coast. (laughs) We were so, like, gentle about it for years. We still are where we're like, should we say this listener's name? Like somebody knows who Susie is in uh, (laughs) Alabama, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yes, Montgomery, Alabama, right? It's like, what? We're like, we're just protecting their privacy. (laughs) Oh, my God, y'all. We will always protect you. We always have you in mind. Yes. Um, are we ready to move on into the best part yes, of our show? Let's do it. Let's okay, so it. my rave, we have talked about this and raved about this before, but it mm-hmm. is the time of year that I wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. again. So I am raving about the Gentle Barn. There is a oh, location. Oh, so amazing. There's a location here in California. There's also a location in St. Louis, Missouri. And Mm -hmm. how the St. Louis, Missouri faction started was because of the St. Louis Six. And if you're not Mm -hmm. familiar with that, there were six cows that escaped slaughter. And the gentle barn took them in. They still live there to this day. They're very happy. If you want to follow them on Instagram, it is so joyful. They'll go Mm -hmm. around to all the animals. And, like, one day they'll say, how our animals respond to their names. And they'll just go around and be like, Keith. Amber, like, and the animals will turn, and it's just so cute. precious. The Gentle Barn is just one of the most amazing. Magical places. I've been So there. great. It's magic. So, 
With your support, we work each day to create a gentler world by rescuing animals, giving them rehabilitation and sanctuary at the Gentle Barn, and then hosting people looking for hope and opening people's hearts to intelligence, affection, and the magic of animals. So they have, like, you can go do cow hug therapy with their cows, and you can just lay with Mm -hmm. them and hug them, and they're so sweet. I mean, it's great. So here's the reason I bring it up, you all. Help fund our critical animal needs. Spring is the most important time for animal care at the Gentle Barn, and it's also our most biggest hay delivery season. The cows and pigs need hoof trimming. The horses and donkeys need dental care. The sheep need gentle shearing. The llamas and alpacas need haircuts. The horses and the cows need special fly masks, and everyone who needs it gets deworming. So, You can visit the Gentle Barn. You can donate this time of year. They really need it, y'all. Those things are really important for these animals. They have to keep their hooves trimmed. It's all all medical things that they're taking good care of these animals, and this is an Mm -hmm. expensive time of year. So if you have the ability, please, they've got private tours. You can do cow hug therapy. You can sponsor an animal. They also sell at at both locations, I think, um, vegan sweet treats. So you can Mm -hmm. buy some treats while you're there and they're vegan. Um, You can also learn how to start and continue choosing a plant-based diet with easy, delicious vegan recipes and stories from J.L. Weiner, vegan chef and co-founder of The Gentle Barn. Um, He's got a program called My Gentle Kitchen if you want to learn how to become Mm -hmm. vegetarian or vegan. They have a spotlight sponsor of the month. So it looks like... For the month of April, Sun Corella will be at the Gentle Barn in California, Tennessee, and Missouri. They have a third location in Tennessee. I was just going to say they also have one in Tennessee. It's right outside of Knoxville. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You have the chance to visit. They have a store, so you can buy Gentle Barn merch, and that also helps fund them. You can find that I on their website. Do you a really? My favorite uh, animal there, the peacock. They t- you can go to their website. They tell you how to donate. They tell you how to visit. They tell you all about all their animals. Just please check mm-hmm. them out. Gentlebarn.org. Um, they've the been best. rescuing. They've been rescuing animals since 1999, inspiring kindness and compassion towards animals, our planet, and each other. I love it. I love it. I love it. They need our help it's... this time of year. If you got anything you can spare, it goes to something very good. And not only is it giving to these animals. It's also giving back to the communities where they're located because anybody you talk to here in California, everybody goes, oh, the gentle barn, oh, the gentle barn. And I'm sure it's the same way in St. Louis and Tennessee. So they're very, very special. You can follow them on all their socials. Again, that's gentlebarn.org. They also work with at-risk youth. And my dad and I were talking about this very thing today. I am such a huge proponent, so is Dana, of... Uh, people learning viable skills just in general. Yes. But yes. also uh, at risk youth, because I know they do this a lot in certain areas that are fortunate enough to have programs through the prison system where people mm. then learn animal husbandry or how to train yes. a service dog and things like that. It 
is a win-win for everyone and they benefit. And a lot of these kids, once they get involved with having to care for an animal and being responsible for it and things like that, it can really turn people around. It gives them a 100%. purpose. It can it gives crack a purpose. open a very cold heart to loving something. And It and, teaches you know, compassion. It, it teaches compassion. Yes. When I got pregnant, um, Dan was a little worried about pets and he said to the pediatrician, we've got two cats, mm -hmm. you know, is there anything mm -hmm. we need to worry about? Which I always had cats, so I wasn't worried about it. But the pediatrician actually said, no, it's so wonderful. You'll have a kind and compassionate child. Mm -hmm. And and we do. I mean, he's so sweet yeah. and he's so and he gentle with animals, animals. Exactly. and animals love him. If you don't care, do you care if I read the founder's message real quick? Because it's Please. just so lovely. We yes. live in a concrete, violent, noisy, high-tech, busy world. We have lost our connection to animals, to nature, and most of all to ourselves. Animals are living lives of torment from being beginning to end. Their cries are unheard. Their pain is unseen. And they are suffering. The rate of heart disease, cancer, obesity, and diabetes has never been higher. The rainforests are being destroyed. We're in a global drought. We are polluting our air and species go extinct every day. But by having reverence for all life and by reconnecting with Mother Earth, we can change all of that. At the Gentle Barn, we stand up for the innocent. We help animals and children alike remember that they matter. We open people's hearts to the connection with nature. We open people's minds to what is happening around us. And we inspire people to be an integral part of the solution. Through the stories and interactions with our animals, we can raise future generations to have reverence for all life, protect our planet, live good, healthy, happy lives, and we will all be closer to having peace on Earth. We can't do this work without you and are so grateful for your support. Enjoy the website and check back with us from time to time to see what's new. The best way to help is by making a donation, sponsoring an animal, or sponsoring a group of school kids <clears throat> or undeserved youth to come to the gentle barn. Thank you so much for your support. With gratitude, Ellie and Jay. Aww. I'll show you a picture of them. They're so cute. And she, if you ever look her up, if you follow them, and you look her up and hear her story about what led her to this. It's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's really wonderful. It was yeah. healing for her. She, you know, mm -hmm. there was some trauma and things. And, and it just, it, it was magical for her. And what she's been able to do for these animals. And how she's probably changed people's ideas of, you know, I've spoken many times about, you know, when animals go to slaughter, they arrive crying. Mm -hmm. They smell the blood. They hear the screams. They know. They know these are sentient animals. And so a lot of the gentle barn animals are rescues from slaughterhouses and things like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, not to get depressing because it's a beautiful thing. Um, check them out, <laughs> gentlebarn.org. Yes. Thank you, Dana. Yeah. Um, my rave this week is a heavy one, okay. um, but I thought this was... Um, Good timing because I've been, as you know, I watch a lot of PBS and yes. uh, PBS. I love PBS. Ooh, I have it on my yes. iPad even. <laughs> yeah, me too. So <laughs> PBS um, always has different historical specials and has quite a few things that they've done over the years about the Holocaust, but they have been playing a lot of specials over the last week because it was just Yom HaShoah, which is Holocaust Remembrance Day. So. Mm -hmm. 
as we all know, again, we always say our listeners are very like-minded with us. Um, history can, does, and will repeat itself. So one of the things you hear about the Holocaust is never forget. Uh, it's not so that people can be like, do you understand what happened to us? Uh, so that we can't ever get over it. It's so that you don't forget so that hopefully it doesn't happen again. We know the horrors that have continued to happen over the years. Um, my mom's mother, my grandma Celia was in Russia or rather actually now what we now call Ukraine and Kiev. Uh, mm -hmm. it's not part of Russia anymore, but at the time, uh, where they were, she had an older brother and she was one of several children and they were coming through and rounding up Jews. So my mom's mother was put on a ship, ended up in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Her sister, my aunt Becky ended up in Cape town, South Africa, and their brother, my uncle Morris went to a concentration camp. They were only sending perfect children. You could not have anything wrong with you. And my uncle Morris had astigmatism. So that prevented him from being shipped out when they were still getting children out. He survived. He met oh his wife God. there, married. <gasps> his wife, my great aunt Ina, lived until 96 or something. Oh like my some God. insane amount of time. Um, I remember seeing his tattoo on his arm when I was little, like so distinctly, we were sitting on their porch, he was eating a peach. And I remember seeing his arm and just staring because I, I knew what it was, but like seeing that in person was very number. Uh, powerful, yeah. even as a, as a young kid. Yeah. So, um, anyways, the happy ending to that story, I can't believe I just said that is my grandmother was reunited with her sister Becky and my uncle Morris years later through the Federation. After the war, they started connecting people around the world. So they did reunite. And my Aunt Becky used to come every year to visit in Halifax, Nova Scotia. She came from South Africa. I remember her accent so vividly, all of that. And my uncle Morris ended up moving there and living in the same town as my grandma Celia. So wow. anyways, that's just a little tidbit um, of my personal connection um, and being Jewish. Um, but as we know, there were 6 million Jews killed, but also Catholics, gypsies, homosexuals. Uh, homosexuals. The list goes on and on and yes. on and on. Yes. So I wanted to bring this up again because it was just Yom HaShoah. But in LA, we have the Museum of Tolerance, also known as the Simon Wiesenthal Center. If you have not ever heard of him, a remarkable man, he literally dedicated every minute of his life to trying to hunt down Nazis, yes. uh, bring people to uh, accountability Justice. and whatnot, and started this incredible museum. There is an Anne Frank exhibit there, which I believe is permanent. There's obviously things uh, regarding her life that probably make the rounds uh, with museums, but there is an Anne Frank collection there. And I imagine it's permanent because I saw it a few years ago and it's still there. Part of why I'm bringing this up is if you are in the Los Angeles area, I uh, highly encourage you to go check out the museum. You can also go and listen to a living survivor talk 
and tell their story. If you have never heard a Holocaust survivor speak, uh, I guarantee you, um, it'll, it'll, it'll sit with you and, and be a very powerful experience. I also noticed for many of you who do not live in Los Angeles, they have it where you can do that through their website and watch somebody speak through zoom or whatever they're using, but you can do it online. So you wow. can be a part of when that, cause if you go to the museum, somebody walks into the room and talks live. So it's really yeah. incredible. I highly recommend it. Um, just to add a little button to that. There is a graphic novel that was done based on Anne Frank and it was just banned in a uh, school in Florida. in Florida. So we all know what's going on with book banning. Um, yes. We cannot forget history. Yeah. The diary yeah. of Anne Frank is one of the most quintessential things that I truly think everyone has to read. I think it's, it should be required. It reading. was required reading where, when I went required. to school, when I went right? to school, it was required and God, I'm yep. so glad right i mean it's listen it's a painful story but it's important yes and also i wanted and... to say if you are in the la area also there is mm-hmm. a holocaust exhibit at the reagan national library as well right now there sure is yeah you're right that is and actually that's near the general barn <laughs> is it <laughs> really it you know what's yeah, so interesting in i had seen that and i really would like to go and mm-hmm. i thought oh i should ask jessica <laughs> If she wants to go, but I was like, is that a weird thing to be like? I know I it's, yeah, I know how you think it would be weird to say, uh, yes, I'm definitely interested in going. I would love uh, to go. Yeah. Again, it's, I mean, whatever we can, I'll just start putting my foot in my mouth. Yes. Well, there are listen, things that are horrifying, but we need to we need, see. We cannot forget. We can't, and especially, you know, again, I'll say we're not a political podcast, but mm-hmm. this, the, the shape that our country is in right now and the things that are being mm-hmm. that are happening to attack people's um, uh, just basic human rights uh, yes. and the racism and the hate crimes and the gun violence that is happening in our country. You know, I saw someone on the Internet said the United States is a first world country with third world problems. I yes. would never go there. It's too dangerous. And it's like, yeah, you're not wrong. And so even more so for us here in the United States, in this moment right now, you need to educate yourselves because we are following the exact footsteps that these people did. And how we don't see it and fight it is beyond me. But go educate yourself. Look at the build up to it. Look at how Germans turned their heads Mm -hmm. even when they didn't agree with it. See how all Mm -hmm. of this goes. Get this knowledge so that we can band together and try to prevent mm-hmm. this from happening again because yes. our country's going crazy this is the united yes. I, I don't know what the rest of the world is like everybody's got their problems but we have major issues here so please mm-hmm. be informed please be informed absolutely thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing jessica for sure uh, you can find their website at the museum of Uh, I pulled a few clips here to read Simon Wiesenthal, a survivor of the Nazi death camps, dedicated his life to documenting the crimes of the Holocaust and to hunting down the perpetrators still at large. When history looks back, Wiesenthal explained, I want people to know the Nazis weren't able to kill millions of people and get away with it. 
His work stands as a reminder and a warning for future generations. Very few of the prisoners survived the westward trek through Plasgow, Grossrosen, and Buchenwald, which ended at Mathausen in Upper Austria. Weighing less than 100 pounds and lying helplessly in the barracks where the stench was so strong that even hard-boiled SS guards would not enter, Wiesenthal was barely alive when Mathausen was liberated by the 11th Armored Division of the 3rd U.S. Army on May 5, 1945. As soon as his health was sufficiently restored, Wiesenthal began gathering and preparing evidence on Nazi atrocities for the war crimes section of the United States Army. After the war, he also worked for the Army's Office of Strategic Services and Counterintelligence Corps and headed the Jewish Central Committee of the United States Zone of Austria, a relief and welfare organization. Late in 1945, he and his wife, each of whom had believed the other to be dead, were reunited, and in 1946, their daughter Pauline was born. Take a breathtaking journey through dramatic events in 20th century history, learn what leads people to hate, and how extraordinary people have changed the world one extraordinary action at a time. Today, the public has come to view the Museum of Tolerance not only as a symbol of society's quest to live peacefully together, but also as an important resource on how to achieve that goal. So, definitely... uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I will give you a recommendation of a book. It is a short book. Uh, Dare I say that it's a quick read, but it is, and you will not be able to put it down. Also, you may have read it as a child. If you have not read anything of the Holocaust or that was written during that time, check out The Diary of Anne Frank, but also Night by Ellie Wiesel. Um, I've read that. Oh, wow. I remember I read it on a school trip and I don't think I took my nose out of the book. I read it cover to cover. It's, I think it's a hundred pages. What's it called? Um, Night, N-I-G-H-T by Ellie Wiesel. Incredible, uh, really um, required reading, I should say. Important, important. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. So that. sorry to be a downer, but it's not it's not <clears throat> I think a downer. It's important. It's we have to know so that we aren't living in this downer again because Correct. there are hate crimes being committed. I mean, just in the green room dump, Jessica and I were we saying we were talking about it. A thirteen-year-old shot in the head. A cheerleader killed for accidentally getting in the wrong car. Like two children, it's and insane. then and then also the people that went down the wrong driveway. And killed that 20-year-old girl. And all of these people are saying it was self-defense. It was self-defense. Except that none of these children, children, had weapons. Yes. You're scared. You're a grown-ass adult. And you're terrified of a child who's unarmed. No. Mm -hmm. We have a violence problem here. And that's just stepping into the patterns of atrocity. Yes. So. Thank you for sharing, Jessica. It's it's Absolutely. it's heavy, but it's not depressing. It's what we need yes. to know so that we don't repeat history. Yes. 100%. Because mm-hmm. we are well on the path to repeat yes. history. Yes. Yes. Uh, the civil rights well, we violations. Have, 
human rights violations. Like We have Putin trying to make his own people believe that people in Ukraine are Nazis. Yeah. Hooey! Well, that's why we have this podcast, because we want to put some goodness into the world. We want to we want to put some goodness. We want to make you aware of all the ways that you can help. It doesn't Mm -hmm. always require money. This is literally just informing yourself. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming it's free on their website to listen to a survivor speak. Uh, You know what? I don't know about that. But maybe. Maybe. But you can find stuff like that on YouTube. I've watched tons of documentaries with survivor stories. The Shoah Foundation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Do it's hard to watch. It is, and it should be, and that's mm-hmm. why we need to learn from it. So exactly. Anyway, Jessica, yes. I think it's our show. I think it's it is. Do you want to tell everybody how to get a hold of us? Yes, please find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Rants and Raves Podcast, on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P, YouTube, the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can send us an email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Yay! Thank you. Dana. Also, I will add, just because we haven't mentioned it in a while, if you're a regular listener and you've never taken the time to rate us on Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind doing yes. that, you don't even have to write anything. You can just choose stars. And if you would choose five and not be like, well, I'm choosing four because sometimes Dana can't get her shit together and get it out. Like, just say five. It just helps us. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say it helps us. It helps us get reach a further reach so that more people can find us and like jessica and i we don't raise funds to do any of this we're not in this to become rich we both take Mm -hmm. from our own pockets to produce this and keep it going um so if you could just give us five stars man we'd love it hopefully get a few more listeners and put some more goodness into the world um indeed jessica is there anything you need you're watching or you need to share before we head out no i don't think so i don't think i have anything either to be honest i will Um, tell you this i just bought a new book i'll report back next week it's called 52 ways to walk so it's like a suggested walk or thing to do while walking one per week for every week of the year you know i love my rage walking so i picked it up and we'll see how it goes all right well, uh, then I will add to it that I just got a new book. I'm looking for the title here. The Secret Life of Pronouns. It is so that I can analyze how you speak to me and see how you're feeling. It's just an extension of my body language obsession right now. <laughs> oh. But word choice, people's word choice will often tell on them if they are lying. Sure. So anyway, that's my Ooh, that's my light reading right now. And when I, I say like read, it. when I say read, I mean someone else reads it to me over my phone through <laughs> Audible. <laughs> hey, that's but like, okay. I can get dishes done. I can fold the laundry, and yes. I can listen. You know. So anyway, well, Jessica, I love you very much. What a strange episode. We had lots you. of laughs. We I had know. some serious stuff this week. Mm-hmm. We had it was pretty interesting show this week if i do say so myself 
Um, I did bring a point to ponder. I always like to bring us something to think about. Um, sometimes they're poignant. Uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm telling you, my point to ponder, it's a little longer. It was seven truths you need to hear. Go back and listen to them if you didn't, if you didn't catch it. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're pretty yes. good. Um, this week I brought one not so serious. <laughs> we love you guys so much. Thank you for all of your support always. Jessica and I have been having to deal with analytics and things like that lately mm-hmm. as we're getting further and further into video. And I just got to say, like, all you men out there listening to us, we had no idea. Welcome. Thank you. Um, yes. Thank you. Like, Thank you. A larger percentage of men listen to us than women right now. It hasn't always been mm-hmm. that way. So it's interesting yeah. to me. Um, we really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next Tuesday. Jessica, did you yes, know? Yes, ma'am. Uh, in fact, I'll ask you. Do you know what another term for your nieces and nephews would be? Like a term if you were speaking of nieces and nephews as a as a group? <sighs> no. Well, let me tell you. Nibblings. So the next time you see your nieces and nephews, don't tell me you don't like that because you sent a horror show of a birthday video to your nephew. If you haven't seen that, get on Instagram, y'all. She sent that to me, and I said, can I please post this? It's the most unacceptable, inappropriate. What if my – can you imagine you're a teenager, and your Auntie Jessica sends you a horror show clown video with a dead gnome bleeding from his head going (laughs) – Were you genuinely horrified? I I mean, I loved it because I'm Dana, but the world should be horrified. (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll be back next week love you lady love ya (laughs) Bye. bye bye